Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermud. On a very sunny Sunday, I popped down south to see Bill Galley, the chairman of the Southern Vintage Engine and Tractor Club. And I went along to the cave, as some people call it, on Ramsey Quay to speak to fruit and veg man Bri Radcliffe. Firstly, we'll be uh, talking to Brian Radcliffe in a second or two. Of course, uh, big in the market garden world for many, many years with his outlet on the, on Ramsey Key there, Kiri. But you know, with this news that's um, what's been happening around the world, of course, the, the shortages of certain fruits and tomatoes and things, it, it's a strange thing, isn't it? It, it, it? You just get over one thing and it happens with, with something else. The, the world's a funny place. That really is, and that is the volatility of Britain food around the world and I know that uh, across Europe and in North Africa the poor weather has reduced the harvests but also the energy bills to heat greenhouses and the like that's always already had an impact too but um, we've really got to look after our food security locally the seasonality of our vegetables and we need the confidence back in our growers and producers to actually plant the produce in the first place so I think an awful lot needs to be done here on the Isle of Man and in the UK to protect our food industry. Yes the the panic continues people buying more than 10 cucumbers honestly it's a crime isn't it it really but is you, you have a polytunnel at the farm as well uh Kiri. must make a difference to you know where you do the the lamin and carbon oh it, it yeah. really really does and it was quite a cost-effective way of keeping the the stock from the elements you know at the isle of man can be pretty rainy and miserable through the lamin side of the business and that really has helped but also when it is empty in the summer months or or the rest of the year it does keep nice and warm so really speaking we should be planting a few more of our own vegetables and doing a bit more of that side of it especially given everything that's happening with brexit and the short supplies you know people might just diversify a little bit more Yes, indeed. Well, let's uh, hear from Brian Radcliffe then to see uh, how the struggle of the fruit and veg market is going. Yeah, it's going steady enough, Simes. Yeah, steady enough. Ticking over. Lots of people coming, liking the fresh veg. Um, Just started on the tender stem broccoli today, which is very popular. What about the the, still the want for the fresh vegetables? I mean, I've noticed just the time since I've been here, people coming in and out and the they're not worried about a bit of soil or anything like that. It seems to seems to attract them because they know it's fresh on the ground. Ah, it is. Yeah, soil is the uh, natural preservative, isn't it? Really, um, I don't really wash too much of my veg. Really, uh, they, they keep much better with soil on. Um, obviously, some things need a little tickle and a wash just to get any uh, bad bits off them and stuff. Leeks, parsnips are all looking fantastic still, and I know we're pushing on to middle of February-ish kind of thing, but all crops are still not doing too bad, really. Yeah, we've had a real tough time in the run-up to Christmas. November was wet and um, December was equally as wet and um, I was... Well, well, what does that do, Brian? Is it, is it just make it difficult to get them or, or affect the actual yield and crops? It does affect the yield and the crops and if you get too much wet feet, we start to go rotten from the bottom up, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, we did okay. I mean, the sprouts are a bit spotty, only because 
they've had too much rain on them and things. But we're, we're doing all right. We're ticking over. We're ticking over. And what about um, the way you have to nurture them around the, the, the farm there? Obviously, the, the different fields for it. And the, and the crop rotation, I suppose, is something that was spoken about many years. You don't hear as much about it these days, but still in, in your world? Yeah, yeah, crop rotation is very important. Um, we rotate things around pretty okay. We use plenty of dung, farmyard manure and things like that. Um, just natural natural products really and it, it, half the battle is if you rotate things around and have a good rotation you don't need to use um, chemicals at all really and okay we don't I mean my crops are not clinically clean there is weeds in them and other bits of dross and things but as long as the crop survives we're all right well you've been at it quite a few years now I mean you've been in this down a while the old one how many years have you had the, the little shops in Ramsey oh golly um well, I've been at this maybe pushing 35 years for some reason. I don't know why yet. It seemed like a good idea at the time. And, uh, you know, it, it's really lovely to grow the crops and uh, chat to the customers and explain what's in season and what's up and coming and why things are a bit spotty and blemishes on them. But, no, I've got a really great rapport with all the customers. I really do thank them very much for all the support over the past number of years and everything else. It's just brilliant. Um, we have a good crack and a good laugh and if some people travel a, a great distance from Peel or Port Erin I always give them an extra Brucey bonus. Really? Yeah, yeah. you can't beat an extra spud in the bag or a leak or something like that can you? And, right. and people love that though and, and it's, it's something that's missing from the old green grocer shops years ago they just pick the stuff up now if they're in a supermarket Bloop. Yeah, and that's it's right. shoved in a bag. We're here, like you say, they get the story behind it. Yeah, we do, we do, and, it's and many other things probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, rubbish uh, spoke about as well. But no, you do get to know your customers, and we have a good laugh and a bit of banter with them and stuff and all. And it, it, it all boils down to good customer service, really, isn't it? I mean, I always pride myself in a one-to-one dealing with the customer and even if they're spending five pound or 20 quid sometimes at near Christmas time or even 50p we all get treated the same I'm very thankful for them to come in and uh, spend a couple of bob with me and I look after them very well not an easy job though Brian is it by by all means I've been there as a, as a youngster on the farm helping picking sprouts and weeding carrots and things yeah it is it, it is heavy going sometimes and um I'm um, getting on in years a bit, I suppose, really, but I've been doing it for 35 plus years, as you say. But my knees give me a bit of jip, but it's not too bad. It's kind of settled down a bit. But you, it's all hand picking, isn't it, really? It's all hand picking. Mm. Um, New Lamborghini tractor, like Clark's <laughs> or anything yet? <laughs> no, no, just survive and look after the old bombers that I've got, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the veg practices uh, have changed. I know I grow uh, quite a few variations of crops, and Stuart out there at Jerby grows veg and stuff as well, and one or two others on the island. But but we're getting a bit thin and thin on the ground, and um, because we're getting thin on the ground, the vermin and stuff like that, which are always around, like pigeons and pheasants, they make a beeline for me field, something rotten, and I can't just keep the beggars out at all. I just terrible trying to keep the pigeons moving I've got bangers going I've got fluffy scaries and all sorts but they do so much damage they really do yeah and I suppose with with uh, insects and things like that you, you on the ground you can crawl, control them a bit more than something flying in from above absolutely absolutely I mean well because I'm using old-fashioned techniques intero cultivation and things like that it's always nice to walk amongst the crops and see the ladybirds which are doing a fantastic job and they're, they're nature's way of controlling aphids and things like that yeah they're doing a great job 
But you mentioned about variations in the crops. Um, do, do you keep an eye out in magazines and internet about maybe new things that are getting in, especially with the dietary needs of some today? I do. I mean, I, I haven't grown so much as previous years, only because the seed availability of certain crops is not available. Um, the seed houses have contracted in, they're not grown so much wide range of um, stuff themselves so the seed products that you once upon a time were had maybe two or three years ago are just not available anymore unfortunately. So I mean how long have you you got the lease on on this palace for? Oh I'll probably be here for at least another six months no I don't know uh, maybe another 99 years I've no idea and uh, this uh, this little place I am at the minute is the loonies of Ramsey uh, little shed and I'm very grateful to them and we have a good rapport and um, I'm here every Saturday and Mr. Uh, Gale is very good to me and uh, we have a good working relationship and very supportive so no problem and do you do any other sort of deliveries and anything outside of the the shop on a Saturday I, I, I do a little bit um, as and when I'm allowed to because I've got a good lady now and uh, three little kitty winkles so they all need looking after and time so um, I'm not as free of my time as once upon a time I was so I have to be curtailed and reeled in unfortunately otherwise I get a bollocking and fettled. <laughs> it's good to see that romance is still alive but it's great to see um, still the rapport with the customers who stay the great uh, line of um, vegetables fresh ones and everything you've got in here and it's it's just great to come in and actually see it in action in a way yeah lovely 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 to see you simon and maybe next time i see her i'll um, see her in a sprout field and we can go and pick some sprouts <laughs> but you love that don't you Market Gardner from Regaby in the Isle of Man with his uh, shop out on the quay in Ramsey, uh, interacting with the customers. Uh, That's where he loves so much, Brian Radcliffe. He really is island famous, but the produce he does bring to the to the public is just second to none. The quality, the, the soil on the carrots, the growth of the actual produce itself is wonderful. But the taste, Simon, you cannot beat it, can you? No, no. It's like the right of the days when we used to be on the farm when we had everything and you'd be going along with a with an old pen knife that had been cutting goodness knows what, <laughs> scraping a carrot with it and just knocking it in your or docking oh. docking turnips yeah. and cutting a piece of the turnip and eating it raw. This is the yeah. thing. There was always a funny smell around the house and no one understood it. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, Simon, you know, these are things that we've let go and I think they will be coming back. Mixed farming, I think it is going to be the future and uh, be more self-sufficient. They've got to have straight carrots and things like that in some areas of the uh, marketing now. But uh, anyway, story. we'll leave it there. <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Simon Clark and Kiri Kermode. And, well, tractors, uh, the modern ones that are around today, the massive machinery, all the devices that uh, are designed to save labour, I suppose, nowadays. But uh, years gone by, it wasn't quite the same. Kiri, you found out more. I did indeed. I popped along to Castletown to catch up with the chairman of the Southern Vintage Engine and Tractor Club, Bill Galley. And now the club was formed back in 1984 to restore vintage stationary engines, tractors and historic farm machinery. And uh, I caught up with Bill to see what brought him to the Isle of Man originally. 
So here we are on a beautiful, sunny Sunday afternoon in Castletown with, with Bill Galley. Now, Bill, you'd hear of him around the countryside, at the Southern Vintage Engine and Tractor Club in particular. But Bill, not with a Manx accent there, though. No, I'm originally from York. I came over here in 1982 to do my A-levels. And other than going to agricultural college, I've been here ever since, uh, working in horticulture for 33 years for uh, the Alaman government. Yeah, well, well, that's no mean feat alone. And I do believe that uh, you have some very special gardens to look after. Oh, yes, at the Alaman Airport and the floral decorations for the Alaman Railway. So I've plenty to do. <laughs> I bet you do. But that said, the, the railway stations always look so splendid in all of that colour. So you're definitely doing a good job there, Bill. Now, on a side note and a hobby of yours, the uh, the Vintage Engine and Tractor Club of the Southern of the Isle of Man. Now, that's been going for a good number of years. How did you get involved with that? I first got involved in, in the early 2000s. My father found a Suffolk lawnmower at the tip. Mm -hmm. And then I... I had a look myself and built up a collection till I had enough to start showing in 2005. And I've been showing our own Southern Vintage show, the agricultural shows ever since. Yeah, so you say you found it at the tip. Now, the tip as in the amenity site yeah, in, the, yeah. in the Isle of Man, yeah. southern, southern site. Southern amenity site, yeah. yes. And oh, what a find that yes. was. And the Southern Amenity Site, at one point, if they found anything, they'd put it to one side and say, you better come and get this. <laughs> so the knowledge to restore and look after these engines, Bill, now, that's something you will have had to have grown up with. Uh, to an extent, yes, and I had a man working for me who was a mechanic, and he taught me how to do it. Ah, oh, I see. And obviously you've gone from strength to strength because the, the Southern Vintage Show goes ahead then at this year in Castletown. Um, I know that you bring an awful lot of lawnmowers and other household goods that Debbie shows there of yesteryear. Now, these wouldn't be there only for the team like yourself and the family and all the people that support the show. Yes, indeed. We've quite a lot of good members who support, and the setting up and taking down is a bit that takes the time, but there's an awful lot of people there that support the club and actually come and help do it, and it's a lot of work to bring yeah, it there, but it is, it's it? well worth seeing when you see the public reaction. Well, this is it. And what would be your favourite um, sort of engine, or what would you really like out of all of your collection? Because it's very vast. Uh, my favourite engine as such is the 1920 National uh, oil and gas engine, which worked up at Jerby originally on a farm at Jerby, and with friends and members of the club, we restored that a few years ago. But my favourite tractor is a little Ransom's crawler, oh. 1952, which worked, for, we think, as far as we can make out, worked for the forestry board in their nurseries. 95% is from the Isle of Man, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I know last year when I caught up with you at Bell Abbey, um, there was some visiting uh, enginemen there and they'd brought stuff yeah. from Yorkshire over. I, I believe you got more visitors this year. Yeah, it's the same man leading it, but he's bringing two other enginemen with him and three, uh, the engines he's bringing, they're all over 100 years old. Some quite rare things, even ones I've never seen. And have you had any idea of what they are or what they originally were used for? They were all what they call barn engines. They drove farm machinery. They were before you had the electric motor. If you want a turnip chopper or a milking pot, this engine would run off a leather belt. Would run the machinery. My and do any of these machines still get used to this day, Bill? Quite a few people will use certain types of machines if they're off the grid in the hills. They'll still use them for generating electricity. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose that there is plenty of hill farms still about, especially yes. through Yorkshire in particular. Yes. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. I mean. 
one of the engine men, he's, he has what they call a startomatic, a list of startomatic, and that's how he generates his electricity at home. Well, I never... And, and like like you say, up there with the snow and, and the, the inclement weather, they can be shut in for days with, without power, so they'd be needed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially two years ago, yeah. they were off... They didn't have any mains electric for about a month. So this year, obviously, three good events, as you normally do, and the tractor runs, Bill. The first one, we're looking at, so the 17th and 18th of June, um, in a new venue this time. Yes, uh, we're at Doctor's Meadow... In Castletown, at the, behind the Southern 100, in the big field there, courtesy of Stephen Gorn. Uh, so we're planning for it now, working towards it at the moment. So we, uh, it's coming together quite nicely. Yeah, no, this is it. And it's a nice flat field for you all yes. to, to have a show on. It's Absolutely, cracking, isn't yes. it? At this event, um, there's a new award, or a new award being presented uh, for the best in show. Yes, indeed. We asked, last year we had... Uh, uh, Lady Lorimer came to the show and uh, we've invited them again and on the Sunday she's going to present Best in Show. We've reinstated the cup and uh, it'll be the first time. So we thought, it, as she is from a farming background, we thought it was a good idea to ask her to do it and they accepted it. Oh, is that something really, really special to look forward to? But over the years, Bill, you've had quite a number of guests to the show and one notable chap in particular, Guy Martin. Yes, indeed, he came to one show around about 2011 and he looked in and asked me about a particular type of engine. I said, come back in an hour, we'll have it running, and we did. Wow. And the following year, credit <laughs> to him, he came back and he brought an engine and actually spent the best part of the Mad Sunday with his engine at the show. And he got best in show that year, oh. and quite <laughs> rightly so. He is, he's very into all of that sort of machinery from yesteryear. And we see him on the telly now. He's, he's really gone from strength to strength. And actually putting out there the knowledge of the past, again, televised. Absolutely, yes. It's keeping history alive. People actually do it and hopefully keep it going for the next generation, yeah. saving the machinery from the scrap man. Well, this is it, isn't it? But what we see as scrap, obviously, you see as real treasures. And that said, Bill, 40 years next year that, since the club got started. Yes, indeed. So we're hoping next year to, uh, well, get as many people as we can and we'll organise transport for people that want to come down. That's the theory at the moment. And try and go from strength to strength and make it a really special show next year. No, this is it. And with the, with the three events, you do, you do have the ploughing at the back end in, in October time, but also the tractor runs. Now, these are more for the vintage tractors, more so than the ones we see at Christmas time. Well, everybody's welcome to turn up, but we primarily have the vintage tractors, yes. When, when is some dates, Bill? We have one in July, round about 10 old time, and the other one, weather permitting, is round about Christmas, New Year time, with the bank holidays on. Now, you've been here a good number of years with, with your good lady, Debbie. How have you found the island? Has it changed much? It's changed quite a lot from what it was when I first came here. It's a lot busier. It's a lot more cosmopolitan. But having said that, it still suits us. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't live anywhere else. And you're still managing to find the treasures around the island to restore? Oh, yes. There's quite a few even this year. I mean, I have plenty of machines as it is, but I never refuse. <laughs> How many do you think you've got in your collection now? Have you any idea? I've an idea. I, I would think it's over 200. Well, I never. That takes some time and some space. Yeah, it definitely takes some space. I've got them tucked in wherever I can find a, a, a sympathetic uh, <laughs> farmer or 
barn and more machines and sense, but I'm loath <laughs> to get rid of them. Well, this is the thing. And like you say, it is our heritage. It, you know, it's the years gone by. It's the hard work that was done on the farms. It, it's a memory from the past. Absolutely, and it, it's hopefully keeping history alive for future generations. Yeah, this yeah. is how we used to do it. This is how we do it now. Yeah, yeah. And does the museum you know, take an interest in what you do? Are they able to display some of the more, you know, really special machines? I would like them to, but there's a certain reluctance to do it due to their insurance. But uh, who knows in the future? I mean, the Grove would be the obvious place to display it. But yeah, uh, yeah. I did offer, and there was... It wasn't received favourably, put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Well, who knows? You know, time moves on, doesn't it? And we've got the Southern uh, Agricultural Show and the Royal Manx Agricultural Show to look forward to, along with St Mark's Village Fair. You take outings to these? Yes, yes. I'll, I'll be at most of them. I mean, oh, certainly this year, due to other commitments, I won't be at the Southern, but I'll uh, certainly be at the Royal and St Mark's, and uh, we've one or two extra shows for the celebrations for the railways. Oh, right, I see. Yes, they've asked us to uh, go to Port Erin for the uh, 150th of the steam railway and in July and asked us to go to Luxy for the 130th of the MER in September. Isn't it hard to believe how old they are? You know, so many years and still going strong. Have you ever had any involvement with it in the past, Bill? I've been following the vintage fraternity for 50 years and more, not as a exhibitor but as a spectator and I never actually thought I'd be on the other side of the safety barrier <laughs> as an exhibitor but I seem to have got there in the end and thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah absolutely now I do believe that uh, one of your lawnmowers did have history in cutting the grass at uh, one of these stations. Yes it was donated to me by an ex-railway man and it's a little atco and it cut the grass at Glenwill in Pleasure Grounds it's a 1947 machine uh, wow. Two stroke and it's in working order. Uh, so, yes, it's definitely got local history. People can get in touch with you, Bill. They can find you on social media. It's the Southern Vintage Engine and Tractor Club. But I know that your, your young men here, they support the club and help you dearly with all of your outings. But also they can pop along to the meetings. Yes, the meetings on the second Thursday of uh, the month at Russian United Football Club Clubhouse. Quarter to eight, so all are welcome. New members, anybody that wants to come along, come and see what we do. And we have guest speakers uh, quite often. We've, our, we've got our next guest speaker, is Andrew Scarf, who's going to give an insight into the Banks Electric Railway. Isn't that wonderful? Especially now it's coming up to the anniversaries. Yes. It is time to get involved and, uh, you know, respect what's gone on in the past. Absolutely, yes. Now, Bill, I'm sure you'll be getting rung up by many people in the countryside offering bits and pieces or, or a bit of knowledge on various items that they've found in the ginnies. Um, is that so? Oh, yes, I think so. People get in touch with you usually at the shows. Would I like this? Would I like that? And if I remember and I get a good note of their address, I go and have a look. Most of it is worth having a look at and repairing. Yeah. And we had all sorts donated, including a, a, a vintage uh, concrete mix, cement mixer. <laughs> And that forms, it was new last year, a vintage roadworks diorama, which will be out again this year and hopefully improved with other bits and pieces that are going to be loaned to us. 
So see how we get on. And Bill, if people have got a few bits lying about, they can just give you a quick ring and, and ask you to pop out, can they? I'll pop out, so long as I get a note of the number and I remember, <laughs> and i got the time, yes, I'll certainly pop out and have a look at anything. So for some of our listeners, Bill, they'd be probably keen to see where some of your items are. And I know not necessarily at the Manx Museum, but you are displaying at other places. Yes, I've got a permanent display at the Alaban Motor Museum and also at the Alaban uh, GB Transport Museum have got a permanent display there and they're happy to have them. There we go, that was Bill Galley, the chairman of the Southern Vintage Engine and Tractor Club. We had two Massey Ferguson 35s when I was a kid on our farm and it had one spanner. Yeah. A big end and a little end and <laughs> fitted all the nuts on it. This is it, yeah. so simple. Life was so simple and it would be nice to be back there, wouldn't it, sometimes? Oh, we can get Craig Nish open in the summer again. Anyway, uh, enough reminiscing for this week. We'll be back next Tuesday with more from the countryside. Don't forget, if you have anything for the programme or any suggestions, leave a message for Kiri Kermit or Simon Clark here at Manx Radio and we'll get back in touch with it. Send an email to countryside at manxradio.com and you can listen to the podcast at your leisure by going to manxradio.com and downloading it for free there. But we'll be back next Tuesday with more. So until then, from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kiri Kermode. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.